Hello and welcome to Along the Line, brought to you by CK Streaming. Happy New Year to you all. Coming up on the show, we'll be talking to the new County Board Chairman, Joe Kennedy, who will be telling us about the new split season that's going to be brought in this year and what his plans are for the next three years as Chairman of the County Board. While Noel O'Mara and Paddy Hennessy from Sean Tracy's in London will be telling us about the championship there and how COVID has affected it. Joining me once again is Sean Maher. Sean, welcome to the show. Well, we want to ask having you here. Same to you. I suppose, Sean, starting the split season, a bit different from last year, Inter-County is going to be first and the club then will be put on once the All-Irelands are completed. Yeah, look, it's going to be, uh, for a player like myself, it's going to be hard not to be used to be training this time of year, but uh, it's obviously going to help the clubs that need our county players in the club championship with the two seasons going on separate, but it might affect other the junior clubs in the way that it's very hard for them not to be playing matches until the middle of July, so you just have to wait and see how things will plan out. Yeah, I suppose you're just saying about the junior there. Obviously, there be leagues, but it looks like the junior championship, it could be August by the time it starts because you're talking the weekend of the 24th of July by the time senior and intermediate starts. And obviously, junior can't be played before that because players will have to be graded. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad if you're playing with a senior or intermediate club, you'd be training away. But if you're from a junior club like Knock or Calais or Oxygona or Salahed, to get motivation to go to the field in the early stages of the year so we'll just have to wait and see how the whole team plays out yeah looking at the inter-county the leagues are obviously fixed for the 27th and 28th of February and the inter-county All-Ireland I think is what the second week of July so obviously we'll have county leagues in that now but looking at the underage then as well I see the the minor penciled in for the weekend of the 20th of March and to be completed by the 23rd of May now as you know, we're in a level five at the minute and the 2020 championships aren't even completed yet. So I personally think they're going to be struggling to start a championship at that date, especially when you can't have trials or anything at the moment to try and look at players at them and that grid. Yeah, it's going to be hard for the inter-county managers to look at these players, especially when you haven't seen a lot in play since last, you could say, August or September. So it's going to be a challenge for them, but sure, that's the joys you have when you're an inter-county manager this time of year. Yeah, she was. There was no under-15 or under-16 competitions last year, and there was very little school hurling played, so usually inter-county minor managers would be looking at players at that grade but obviously they haven't been able so as I said it looks like the old days of people going in for trials but I don't know we'll just have to wait and see and obviously grading in tip this year has gone to 13, 15, 17 they were under pressure from Crow Park a few years but a new competition this year as well under 19 so it's going to be very hard to see where that's going to be brought in just to say there, it's going to be hard for a player that's coming off minor this year. He's going to have to, he's going to be expected to play under 19, under 21. He'll probably start with junior league and then if he's good enough, he'll play senior. So that could be very hard from the, that could be very tiring on the body this time of year, especially when you have this, such a short period of time to play in. Yeah, I suppose looking at the way they're going under 19, I suppose they had to look at it because there's a lot of fellas there that would be 18 years of age and they wouldn't be ready to play adult level hurling and we've seen it there it is a shock to their system to some of them when they do go up and play so I suppose they had to find a window there maybe under 19 I know they've played under 19 in other counties 
and it ends up being pushed back to the end of the year and some of these players have been lost to soccer and rugby and that because they have matches during the summer yes the problem they're going to be lads play soccer as well and especially if the soccer season is going to this time of year as well it's going to be very hard for them to uh, to play the four and then the different sporting as well so sacrifices are going to have to be made for an 18 year old especially and even a 19 year old like it's going to be it's going to be very hard for them to juggle at all it's going to be very tight and especially they're probably doing their leaving or our first year of college so it's definitely going to be a stressful time on well they're saying that they're going to be playing on Wednesday nights so looking at playing Wednesday nights and then they could be going out playing junior or an intermediate or senior with their club as well at the weekend so there's going to be a lot of pulling and dragging out of 18 and 19 year olds yeah there could be an awful lot of conversations between under 19 manager and a senior manager because if they're if these are playing on a Wednesday night you're going to have them under 19 training on a Monday night you'll probably have your senior on a Tuesday you're under 19 on a Wednesday you'll probably if you're lucky you'll get a night off Thursday and senior Friday with a game on the weekend so it's going to be very stressful on the body they're not going to get any midnights off so they won't yeah and of course as well not only that like this time of year minor and under 21 football is usually played and they're usually finished off by March or the start of April and Obviously, with the county minor and the county under 20 is penciled in. So there's going to be no football until after that's played. So they're doubling up playing minor hurling, minor football, under 19 hurling and football. And then you have under 21 hurling and football as well. So it's going to be hard to see where all these matches are going to be penciled in. But obviously, they're going to have to be completed. And I suppose looking at the minor as well, I know we're going to be talking to Joe Kennedy about it, but with the minor starting in March and finishing at the end of May, you're looking at a minor hurler and minor footballer not having a club game until the end of June when the leaving sort is over. So I know the North played a league there for non-county players a couple of years ago. Obviously, they couldn't play it last year with COVID, but I suppose they're going to have to look at something like that to give minor players a game too, aren't they? Yeah, it could be a rollout over the the four uh, divisions because even ourselves, and uh, you'd be seeing the matches, it was a great help for the players to weren't playing anything and it keeps them motivated to train and everything well it's obviously going to be interesting times ahead and I don't fancy being a member on the CCC trying to organise all these fixtures yeah I know that the um, the county leagues are going to be played in May and June but it's going to be very hard for them to fit into divisional championships especially when they have a, is it a 14 week period or something like that so it's going to be very hard to fit in all these competitions yeah I suppose I know that in 2020 the divisions were played without county players I know the divisions weren't finished when the restrictions came in but unless they play without county players now during the during the inter-county championship I don't know the divisional championships I don't know it's going to be hard to see when they will be playing but then having said that it'd be nice to win one all the same for clubs there is a few clubs there that had cherished a divisional title as much as as much as a county title yeah I know there is a few clubs out there just like ourselves, for example, that winning the mid-title would be huge to the club. It would be a big boost to the players. Yeah, well, it's obviously interesting times ahead, so we'll just have to wait and see what will happen. Like. So it's exciting times ahead if we ever get past this COVID. In these uncertain times, we need assurance. Turles Credit Union are at the heart of the community. We're hoping, we're lending, and we're here for you throughout the good times and bad. Turles Credit Union at the heart of the community. 
Contact us by phone at 0504 917 or online at ie. Well, one thing that came from COVID last year was the split season and Crow Park announced just before Christmas that the split season would once again take place in 2021 with the National League due to commence on the weekend of the 27th and 8th of February finishing on the weekend of the 11th of April. While the Intercounty Championship is due to get underway on the weekend of the 17th of April with the All-Ireland Hurling Final fixed for the 11th of July with the football the following weekend. Leaving County Boards to commence their championships on the weekend of July 24. Joining us along the line now is new Tipperary County Board Chairman Joe Kennedy. Joe, welcome to the show and congratulations on your new appointment. Thanks very much, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. Joe, somebody who sat on CCC board for numerous years trying to arrange fixtures, surely you welcome the split season? Yeah, look, uh, the, the, general, uh, the general concept of a split season is very good and uh, I suppose while well, the, the, the highs have to be dotted and T's crossed uh, was released from Co Park there prior to Christmas gives a very good broad, broad outline. So <clears throat> I would have said there a convention like that um, it takes away the the, the top county clash uh, for most players. Um, so an intercounty senior player knows that he's going to be with with the county basically from January to until until the exit the championship in May, June, or July, and then it's back for club action. <clears throat> so he can dedicate himself fully to either team, whichever which on everyone he's playing at whatever stage of the year. So <clears throat> that that's. That's the first thing, and the second thing then is it allows fixture makers to to uh, draw plans, and basically at least when they drop the plans, it doesn't hinge on whether Tipperary win or lose, the, the, because that that's gone out. There, there are two separate seasons then, and uh, it gives clubs, managers, players, and everyone um, a fair outline of where they're where they're playing at any time in the, in the year. Yeah, obviously it helps clubs as they can arrange accordingly, knowing they're not going to be or knowing that they're playing championship not in the end of July. Yes, it does. And, and as I suppose, sir, for the past few years we had, um, obviously the COVID did it last year, but for the past few years we we had this April window, and like in a county like Tipperary, we had to play championship matches in April because. Um, with dual clubs and whatever and the nature of our championship there was no way we'd get finished between uh, if we were successful and got to an All-Ireland and the commencement of the Munster Club Championship uh, and for clubs that was uh, managers and players uh, very difficult because they were starting training probably in January January early trying and being peak condition for for last weekend in March and the first couple of weeks of April and then that would be it until they, they, they go back to until the Prairie go out of the championship and, and they go back to the club championship maybe in J- July, August, as, as the case may be. So, like, for any club manager sitting down to plan a training programme for, for club players, at least now he has a certain, a fair level of certainty of when he'll be playing. There'll be leagues probably early on in the year and then the, 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 the club championship proper will start in, in, in July. Yeah, God forbid now, but if Tip were to be beaten early in both hurling and football would you be looking at starting the championship earlier uh, maybe a couple of weeks but n- n- not a, um, not an awful lot uh, I maybe maybe late June but uh, uh, if we have leagues proceed uh, if we have leagues proceed we, we, those leagues wouldn't there'd be a timeline put through those and I'd probably aim at finishing at the end of June and give a week or two you know preparation into the um, into the championship so I, I suppose it would be brought forward a couple of weeks okay um, uh, but I, I couldn't see maybe I'm starting off off uh, maybe into very early June and if we go back to the okay with the COVID this year it's going to be different because it's going to be a, a knockout losers but if we get back into the old round robin in Munster um, 
as we had previously, like everyone will be still in the championship probably up to about the first weekend of June. So, um, uh, you know, so give it a week or two of a break, maybe the third week or the fourth week of June would be as soon as you'd be starting to play anyway. Yeah, I suppose, like, if Tip were successful this year, you have a, you have a fairly tight uh, timeline to get the Munster Championship targets for the Munster Club Championship. Yeah, uh, uh, there's roughly 14 weeks there from 13, 14 weeks, uh, what I, I see there. Now, there's a, um, uh, there's a proposal there, or a, um, they've advised the, 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 the provincial councils not to make their provincial draws. Uh, or the provincial club draws until such time as uh, the, the teams reach the All-Ireland so, so what they're looking at there really is that say if Tipperary was successful and got to an All-Ireland they wouldn't be in the quarter final of the club championship in Munster so that buy you probably another week and maybe two and you know <laughs> that'll give you a, a extra time but like even at that even if it's just, even if it went out to 16 weeks it, it's, it's very tight Probably have the championship similar to like we ran this year with hurling and football every second week um, and uh, quarter finals final. That's going to be roughly for the three, three group games and to be six in each, that'll be 12 games over 14 weeks, which is a fairly tight schedule and that's not allowing for any, um, you know, bereavements or bad weather or whatever. But, um, you'd probably be looking at doing something like that yeah I suppose the county leagues will obviously be played before the club championship comes underway without the county players uh, will the four divisions be looking to play at their divisional championships or what way is that going to work this year yeah that's that's something I'll have to work on um, uh, you know uh, to, 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 to find a window to play the, 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 the divisional championships and um, like we have to sit down and discuss that but if there's only 12 to 14 weeks at best to play it's very hard to think in the like the county championships are going to as I say they want to take 14 weeks and like unless divisions are going to play midweek now maybe some some divisions don't have an awful lot of football and those games but like of the uh, I'm, I'm not sure this year but I know I know previous years of about 16 senior football clubs uh, 15 of those played either intermediate or senior hurling and uh, that, that would be very difficult for them to play foot, football or to play to play a divisional championship in between. Um, now, maybe some of the area rounds that uh, were played in, in the division, maybe the county championships, or county players, sorry, maybe they, they could come back in some way after that, or, or the, the, maybe when the, the top championship, the county championship is over, they might be able to finalise them after that. Uh, it's very hard to tell, uh, <coughs> but um, it, it doesn't seem like there's enough room for both at the minute, anyway. Yeah, uh, just... Looking at the underage, obviously they're going to 13, 15 and 17 and with a new age group uh, under 19. Looks like it's going to be hard to find a window for under 19. Um, yeah, and I, I, I rose that, yeah, I rose that, you know, we're adding, instead of, um, instead of streamlining things, we're adding an extra competition to it. And um, uh, I, I two proposes either one, that uh, the under 19 or the under 21 competition will be played earlier in the year without county players while the um, you know the inter-county championships were going ahead and that gained no attraction there wasn't much appetite for that and the second then I said maybe that either the under-19 or the under-21 would be played midweek in between rounds of senior championship and uh, the clubs that were proposing that were were said it, it, that was if to get under-19 in they'd be happy to play midweek um, uh, I think the five or six clubs spoken and they're all they're all happy to play on Wednesday night and play senior and um, that, that's the only place 
like to think because um, if we want to look for other players and 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 to be playing other competition at the time, there's not enough weeks in the year to, to make that happen. You know. Yeah, obviously uh, it was a, a direction from Crow Park for a few years. The under has been changed, but. Looking at uh, if there was under, no under 19, there'd be a lot of 18 year olds that could possibly be lost because they wouldn't be ready to step up to junior, senior, intermediate level with their club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, I suppose there's a couple of problems. And many, many years ago, the, the, the first idea of the of the change in age grades was, was that an 18 year old didn't play adult and did he play minor only and that was defeated at, at several congresses so so the other thing then was to change age grades to 17 and, and the 17 year old couldn't play adult and uh, so that the under 17 said would be um, a competition for themselves and, and they, would be in, they would be cutting across senior fixtures uh, there would be a, I suppose a fair player fair number of 18 year olds wouldn't be playing maybe on either first or second adult team in a club um, so, so it is important maybe that the, the 19 competition. Uh, I think the big thing with the, the age grades was that the 16 year old would only have one grade to play with because the 16 year old wouldn't be eligible to play under 20, change to under 20. Um, that, that was a big problem. But, but by and large, um, I suppose if you play, or so prepared to play midweek, um, and look, we tried for a year or two, maybe we might have to go back and look ahead again. Uh, it'll give those players an opportunity to play. The, the, the one thing I'd be worried is that there'll be too many lads playing on the other side of that. They're, they're lads playing Wednesday night and playing Sunday, and then playing. You might be playing four games in two weeks. You know, it's 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 a it's a heavy schedule maybe for a, an eighteen or a nineteen year old. Yeah, I know that uh, the under nineteen in some other counties was brought in there a few years back, and it ended up that it wasn't played until December. And a lot of clubs actually lost players to rugby and soccer. So it is vital that eighteen year olds are kept playing games of some capacity as well. Like. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's <clears throat> like in general in Tipperary, we played under twenty one at the at uh, say football in the early part of the year and, and hurling at the tail end of the year. And uh, if we were to um, if we were to continue with that, uh, it's very hard to play under nineteen at the same time because you'd have a, a very crossover players so like okay the Wednesday night seems a good option at the minute so like hopefully it'll go ahead with that now maybe if the rules change on the eligibility for under 20 in, in, in the future maybe under 17 and under 20 would be the way to go because the 16 year old was, was, was losing out there and maybe you might play under 20 earlier on the year play some few rounds but early on the year before um, the senior and intermediate club championships start back yeah, uh, looking at the minor and uh, inter-county, it looks like, well, they've penciled in at the minute to start the 20th of March and uh, All-Ireland for around the 23rd of May. Now, usually the minor football will be played early in the year, but you're obviously going to have a crossover with minor hurling and minor football week on week once the minor championship is complete. Um, <clears throat> that would have been the plan, and uh, I suppose... If, if this were a normal year, I'd say divisions would, would probably have had their grading done by now and we'd be looking to start maybe championships in the next week or two, um, up to the time, maybe up to a week or two before the the inter-county championships would start in, in, in March. And uh, if you had that window of, say, from the middle of January to the middle of March, it'd be, you'd, be, you'd certainly have divisional finals played, maybe county finals played at that stage. And... Um, at least football will be over. 
um, and to be only playing one grade in later on the year. But, but that's not going to happen this year, obviously, with the, the current lockdown. Uh, that's not going to be possible to go, to go ahead because there's no, club, there's no club activity, at least until the end of January. And that might stretch out further if the numbers stay, stay as they are. Uh, so it's going, it's going to be um, the back end of the year is going to be very, uh, it's going to be very busy, and it's going to be probably a, a cut across school competitions um, towards the end of the year as well. Yeah, I know uh, the under seventeen is with the board of Oak now, but do you think they might look at running leagues while the intercounty championship is going on? Do you know for the club players? I know they've done it in the North two years ago, and it was a great success when the clubs played without county players yeah I, 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 I would imagine um, not second guessing what divisions do but I would imagine they'd have to, to have some sort of structure that um, that non, non-county players would have to play because at, at that rate of going you know a, a, a tub minor would not be playing any games until um, until maybe July uh, well, June, I suppose, after the even started to finish because the, the All Ireland finals are in May. So, um, uh, at that stage, it hardly be started any competitions prior to the leaving cert. But once the leaving cert will be over towards the middle to the end of June, uh, uh, that's when it'll be starting. But, like, uh, you're, you're correct there, the North ran it there a few years ago. The West uh, also did um, a competition uh, similar and to great success. Um, the problem maybe they had in the West is they had one group of nine teams uh, with the A's and the B's thrown in together. But I think. You know, maybe with grading of that, um, and maybe more even competition. I'd say it, it would be the way to go. Um, and even you know, even if they played league rounds on that, and that by the time the county players come back in, that to be maybe knockout. Uh, that might be a, you know a, a, an avenue worth exploring. That that they played the, the league rounds out for county players. So then, if they were in a group of four, that you'd know that you'd down to semi-finals then and you'd play. With, you'd have your other county players back for the, the, the knockout part of the competition yeah moving forward uh, obviously you're only in the job uh, a couple of weeks uh, anything that you're looking to uh, set out over the next three years in your term in office <laughs> I suppose um, it's very hard to plan in the current circumstances but I, I suppose the, the, the first big uh, and the development side, the first big thing we have to look at is uh, the dressing rooms in um, Dr. Morris Park. Uh, they were built in the early 90s and were, were very forward thinking at the time. To, but uh, now with the size of the county pan and how the inter-county teams would be all trading basically at the same time, those have, um, I would say, become obsolete, but they'd be, they'd be, they're, not, they're not fit for the purpose that we want them for. They, they really need to be and, and the scenes are in there they need two dressing rooms each so they're too small so so the idea is to uh, extend them backwards to the back wall uh, uh, extend them into where the toilets are and put new toilets and showers out the back and then there's also a prefab there which we use for uh, uh, feeding teams after training and, and uh, there'll be a, an element of a kitchen come dining area uh, put in there as well so that that uh, that was due to start last year. Only um, we were waiting to we had money um, approved us from Munster Council, but with the COVID, that that, that money didn't come through. So we're hoping that that will start early this year. Um, development. Um, that, that's on the development side. Uh, on other things, I'd like to see the, the chat. I'd like to, to see the split season. I'd like to see that fully implemented and hopefully uh, get our get our leagues and our championships. 
uh, in a proper structure that, that there's games for club players right throughout the year. Because, uh, I think if the leagues are set up right, um, there certainly uh, should be an appetite to play those games, albeit without county players, but at least it's for the for the lads who aren't on any county team, it gives some games to forward for the year. Um, and then on the other side, I'd just like to the coaching and development of players uh, I'd just like to have a look at I think we do a very good job but um, it's no harm maybe to just do an appraisal of that and, and see can we make any improvements in the future and um, you know keep up with the rest if not get ahead of the rest of, of, of other counties in, in, in terms of what they're doing Yeah uh, there's a lot of talks in them and rights on Simple Stadium now at the moment too like I suppose it, that, that'd be another line you'd be looking down is it? Yeah, well, no, no, that's um, that, that's something that's been mooted for a few years, and, and maybe with the current economic climate, it might be um, it, it might be a little more difficult. But um, I don't know whether you tuned into the county convention, but like Van Hogan has stated over a number of years like that there's a minimum of four hundred thousand needed to 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 open Central Stadium area at this stage to between insurance and rates and just minor um, refurbishment or upkeep and maintenance um, so when you're not, the, the only income we have is really from matches so so when you're not, there's no matches there you have to look at other avenues and if we had a if we had a sponsor the, uh, that we could name uh, that said naming rights and it would give us an extra source of income and it would um, allow us maybe to um, upgrade some parts of the you know some parts of the stadium that are got old and, and uh, just general maintenance really yeah, I suppose uh, Billy O'Shea coming on board there now, uh, he'll be a great help to the county board over the next couple of years. Yeah, um, uh, like uh, I, the, the, Billy comes with a great um, CV and, and has had great experience in the business world over his working lifetime. And um, a man like him approaching businesses, uh, you know, he, he certainly would have good contacts in, in business. Uh, uh, you know, other counties had commercial directors or finance financial directors. So this is an area we looked at for a year or two. And uh, I suppose County Secretary Tim Clyde has done a fair bit of it, but like it's a it's a job in itself, really. And maybe we thought at this stage to have one dedicated person looking at it um, would probably help us bring in more revenue uh, from from sponsors and you know people who were amenable to the Tipperary GA. Yeah, I suppose uh, the likes of the county board draw and uh, that can only bring you so far. So I suppose Billy, his experience is going to be vital there. All right, listen, Joe. Thanks a million for coming out to the show. Um, we'll hope to be talking to you again very soon, and wish you well in your next three years in your post. Thanks very much, Thomas, and wish you well in your endeavours with your with your podcast and in the promotion of GA, and uh, hope all goes well with you in the future. In these uncertain times, we need assurance. Thurless Credit Union are at the heart of the community. We're open, we're lending, and we're here for you throughout the good times and bad. Thurless Credit Union at the heart of the community. Contact us by phone at 0504 91700 or online at www.thurlesscu.ie. Well, as we all know, COVID has had an unbelievable effect on all walks of life in 2020. In the GA, we've seen numerous championships unfinished or completely cancelled. This happened not only here in Ireland, but across the water in the UK. On Sunday the 8th of November, Sean Tracy's were due to play in Fulham Irish in Ricelip in the London County Intermediate Final, but restrictions put paid to that game taking place. 
joined us along the line now are Sean Tracy's trainer, selector Maul O'Mara and club peer of Paddy Hennessy. Welcome to the show, lads. Thanks a million. Good to be here. Maul, obviously frustrating yeah, the game. Yeah, it's been, been very uh, frustrating. Um, especially with the new COVID restrictions that's been placed in England at the moment. Um, we were literally a week away um, from playing the county final and then um, we were playing St. Gabriel's B in the semi-final and we found out after the game that Boris was about to announce that the game would be off because we were going into a lockdown in November um, and it was very disheartening for the lads and everybody involved in the club over in London. Um, now we're just waiting when for the dates and when we can return to training um, and then an actual date for when we can go and play the final. Um, it's hard to plan for a new season when you're waiting to finish the old. Will we be an intermediate team? Will we be a senior team? But look, the, the club um, will just have to get on with it and or every other club in London will have to cope with the same situation. Yeah, Paddy, um, obviously the format of the Championship in London will be different to what it is here at home. Um, what exactly is the format in London and what way does it work? Yeah, so it's very different. Uh, I suppose at home you've your divisions. Uh, when I was with Pembroke Clonaut, you you your West and whatever, and that obviously changed to the the way the county championship did with the sixteen teams or uh, or so. Um, in London, uh, it's the straight. There was I think eight intermediate teams or seven intermediate teams, and uh, each played each other once. And the the top four then went through to a county semi. Um, we luckily won all our games and topped the group, and um, then had a hard fought win in the semi against um, St Gabriel's B. So that's basically how it's played out. And um, it's quite different to home, where you don't really have a home venue. Well, we do have Mitcham, but it's hard to get pitches. So most of the games would either be in Wormwood Scrubs, uh, which is beside a prison. It's it's a slanty old pitch. It reminds me of I don't know where. It's kind of it's kind of out in the elements, but like silver mines and. Um, Roy slipped in, which is like a carpet to play on, to be fair. So that's basically the format of the thing. Uh, would you have many members now with the club? We would, yeah. Like it's growing. I, I, I was telling a story there lately that when I first moved last September, I went down to training in, in, in Vauxhall and there was maybe five lads training. And I was like, God, it's a fair change to having 30 boys above in, in, in Tenonti. But this year, we had a good committee on board and big recruitment drive, and we had a good management team in the back of it. And, you know, you're going down this year and there's 16 to 20 players there, which for London is very good, you know. But in terms of a panel, you'd, you'd have up on 40, 50 players there if you're all there but it's quite different in London because you know lads are are, are moving around and whatnot, so it's hard to get a, a load of them available on the one weekend so I guess COVID was good this week year kept lads at home and we kept training and worked hard so yeah big enough panel and growing year every year Yeah Nolly obviously with COVID not now uh Obviously, had an effect with recruitment. Basically, normally, what we would do on a normal year is word of mouth is a big way. The friends of friends coming over and they'd bring in players um, that way. Um, we tried for social media um, that has got very strong this year. We've got a very good Instagram and uh, Facebook page that would be linked with a lot of clubs back in Ireland. And if there was fellas coming over, um, they, they would know about the club through our through those pages. Um, we would also then look if we heard of a lad coming over to our network we try maybe ring him and see if he'd be interested in joining and that kind of stuff what I have to say though as well like it's not of our club yes absolutely it's about the hurling but we look for not just to recruit 
well in terms of if there's someone wanted to come in and help on the committee side of things or help with the the training and all that kind of stuff um we would absolutely we absolutely really really encourage that because the club is not just about obviously the hurling is what we are a hurling club but we also look for people to help off the field as well and to be involved in our community really looking forward now Paddy uh, have you many plans for the future with the club yeah we do indeed um, you know as I said we have a good committee on board this year and while we're constantly recruiting both on and off the field we are looking to introduce a junior a juvenile setup um, in Tooting in South West London I guess the nearest to us is, is Father Murphy's and they're kind of they're West London but they're a bit north and a bit hard to get to we realised that there's a big, strong Irish community with um, young kids um, in Tooting, Earlsfields, Clapham, that kind of area. And we said, you know, we'll put out feeders in the new year to see it if we could put together a, a youth team and uh, a juvenile team and, and bring back the glory days of Sean Tracy's because there was a youth team back in the day and um, there's there's lads who are who are quite proud of it and, and their kids came up through the ranks of it. So we'd like to restore a bit of that um, that, that pride in the, the youth set up and uh, get kids out moving, you know, because... With COVID, it's very hard. Kids have been at home and away from their friends and whatnot. So if we can get this going, hopefully in a controlled environment, if COVID, you know, sticks around for a while, but um, if we can get it going in the new year and in the parks and see some numbers growing, you know, that'll just grow the, the Sean Tracy family even more. Yeah, no, obviously the club is named after Sean Tracy. Yeah, we and this did. Year was uh, so did you manage to commemorate his death? The, the, we celebrated the anniversary of his death. Um, we had a Tanai announcement. Um, we had um, his re- relation um, over from Ireland. Um, Paddy is probably better to discuss it because he was on the commemoration committee. But uh, Paddy, if you want to go through that there, it'll be brilliant. Yeah, no hassle, sure. As you know, with the restrictions and stuff, it was a hard year and we spoke about maybe bringing our Sean Tracy team over to tip to play the tip Sean Tracy's and making a weekend, a commemorative weekend. But that all went out the window as soon as the restrictions came in. So we had Elaine Cleary, who's a relative of um, Sean Tracy from Thurless. She's living in Aberdeen. So with the restrictions, she was actually able to fly down and she attended our game. And unfortunately, whilst we would have liked to market with bigger things, we um, presented her a jersey. We had an announcement through the Tannoy, as, as Nody said, and we got her to meet um, players of the team and discuss his uh, Sean Tracy and uh, his story. And she met some of the founding members who are residing in London of the Sean Tracy team and you know what it was special you know you, you put on a jersey with a team abroad and don't really think much of it you know you're you're only there in a short term basis but to hear the story of how Sean Tracy you know how he fought here in Ireland and how his name now continues in England ironically it's it's it was something that was very special and um, no really enjoyable uh, weekend and you know Elaine has been a, a great supporter since the weekend of the club Yeah I suppose you don't really appreciate stories like that and you're actually told a bit like the bloody Sunday thing this year with the tip footballers Yeah you do indeed like um, I actually was very fortunate since I've come back um, to tip I met Elaine and her mother who, who's, who's related to, to, to Sean Tracy and we did a tour obviously COVID safely uh, we did a tour of the, the you know the different places like Salahed Beg where he grew up and went to Sean Tracy's grave um, and things like that and to get that kind of inside story and then meet some of the founding members of the, the Sean Tracy London team back here in TIP it was special and it, it, it gives you an extra bit of incentive to go out and fight for the team you know <laughs> 
Yeah, obviously you've a lot of tip connections with the uh, with the club. Yeah, absolutely, but, and players from Derry down to Cork, uh, Wexford, Clare, um, Munster, Leinster, Ulster, the whole across the whole country. It's a very very wide spread of hollers um, in the team. Um, predominantly, it's buzzed at the moment. Uh, the most. Kilkenny actually and Clare are the most represented in the club at the minute I was t- thinking about it the other day I think there's 11 players between the two counties involved in the panel uh, with about 28 in the panel now this year as well so that's quite a sizable number from those two counties um, also we've got lads that have played county at home the likes of Paddy Dowling has won a, a, a county medal or got an Ireland medal with Kenny in the minor. Um, we've had Gavin Batner, who was a Waterford uh, 21. Uh, Aidan Quilligan was knocking about the senior panel there a few years ago. He was also a captain of Six Mile Bridge. Uh, Dave Barden played for London for a few years. Um, so, yeah, we've oft, often had that history and we were able to attract some great hurlers over the years. Um, in my time, we've had Connor Ellis, um, former uh, Limerick senior hurler, and um, yeah, John Cusack, uh, the Clare hurler as well. So, yeah, often we've had exciting players from all over the country playing with the club over the years. They obviously I don't know, know about your history Yeah, you do um, <laughs> But you have to say Especially those two counties The Warriors is unbelievable out of those lads So you, you can't really You can't really fault them To be honest No matter Our political connections Etc <laughs> Yeah, well Lads Thanks very much For coming out to the show And uh, we hope all goes better For you in the future Thanks very much to the final, And we hope to be talking to you Again very soon Great stuff. Thanks a million for having us. If any team or school would like to feature along the line and would like to promote the good work in their community, send us a message on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or on our email at contactcksstreaming at gmail.com. So that's it for another show. Before we go, we'd just like to send our condolences to the family of Breda Corbett, mother of former Tipperary hurler Larry Corbett. Breda was a great character who was a great supporter of Tipperary and took great pride in her son Larry's achievements on the field of play and indeed took great pride in both of her kids. To her son Larry, daughter, Helen, their father Eddie and their family and friends, we extend our deepest sympathies. May she rest in peace. Thanks once again to Sean for joining me here in the studio and for all who contributed to the show. Happy New Year to you all and we'll talk to you all very soon and please make sure to stay safe.